folks. I said, you all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. Can you all hear me now? Hey. All right, all right. Howdy and good weekend to you, my worthy friends. This is the Barrett Brief Weekend Edition here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Coming to you from the Republic of Texas. That's right. It is the one, the only, your most humble of hosts, the armed Catholic, Rick Barrett, bringing you the news of the day and the narrative that'll follow. Actually, we're previewing the week of the past, the week that has passed, and previewing the week to come. Uh, there is no phone, and uh, there is no StreamYard, <laughs> because one thing led to another, and, uh, and StreamYard is no more for us. Um, so you can just listen to me, listen to my dulcet tones, and I can talk to you as you're out out and about on this weekend, uh, the, you know, the week, third week of Advent for us Catholics. Hopefully your Advent's going well. Mine's not going as good as I wanted it to. What do I mean by that? Um, I have indulged way too much in the sugary sweets and the snacks and all of these other kinds of things. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that. Also, I, I don't know what's going on in the chat room because I forgot my computer. I'm going to get it at the second break. So if you're yelling at me in there, I actually don't know what you're doing. So that's fine. It's actually probably the best thing for me. But if you want to jump in there, it's crusadechannel.com forward slash chat C-H-A-T. If you want to be a part of the conversation and you can talk about how there is no stream yard and there is no way to contact me. I am literally on an island onto myself right now. Um, so I'm honestly just in a room talking to myself. So even if you are listening or not, that's great. But I do have a great show for those of you that are listening in at uh, crusadechannel.com, uh, hopefully. Talk radio the way it should be. I'm going to talk a little bit in, uh, about Alex Jones and his cultural impact. The fact that he is now back on the X, go and give it to you. And really, is it going to make a big, big impact going forward? Is it not? I don't know. Um, is this the return of free speech? I don't really think so, but the independent media people think it is. We do know that Alex Jones was not there in 2020. And there was a, a, a bit of a problem with that because the left-wing media, the mainstream media, whatever you want to call it, railroaded Trump from the press. And there was no counterbalance, we know, with the New York Times censoring the Hunter Biden story and so forth. So with the return of Alex Jones, the existence of Tucker on X and all these other things, will that be enough to turn the tide for... The um, the the big orange man, right? Johnny Cash is the man in black. Donald Trump is the man in orange. Uh, so the man in orange, we don't know. We'll see. But I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, top, bottom of the second hour, this thing is going to be an absolute road show. Uh, we're going to try and do a lightning round of just stories from the past week. Um, and I will have the, the chat room up by then. So I will get your feedback on how miserable that is. You know, if you, if you, this is your first time listening to me, you're like, who is this guy? You are on board the train of self-deprecation. All right. I am the king of it. And please do not, no, I'm really, I'm just, I'm having fun with myself. Not a great way to put that. Um, I'm having fun at my own expense. I'm not like those two staffers in D.C. I'm not even going to talk about that story. 
I'm not even going to talk about that story, how absolutely disgusting it is. I hope you haven't heard about it. And you're all like, what are you talking about? Don't, don't look it up. Don't look for it. Stop. Just stop right now. Um, but I, I, uh, I have fun at my own expense. So do not worry. I am, I am actually not a very, you know, I'm not stuff, I, but I will poke fun at myself. Um, I don't even know where I was going with that, but we're going to have a lightning round at the bottom of the second hour. It should be a lot of fun. Top of the third hour, I'm going to do some entertainment talk. I'm going to talk about uh, Reacher episodes one through three and uh, its impact. Sorry, folks. Let me just explain um, the reason why I can't do film reviews anymore. I, I just cannot. You know, I work at this I work at a, a gun range Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday all day. Thursday afternoons when movies tend to premiere, I'm on with my man Steve Cunningham and the great guys on the news from the pew. And then Friday, uh, one thing leads to another. You know, I have, um, I'm a member of the group Queen of Mary Martyrs from the Martyrs Walk, which by the way, this show is brought to you by the Martyrs Walk. Check them out at themartyrswalk.com, a Christian boot, a Catholic boot camp to test both your body and soul. Martyrswalk.com. We have one coming up in March. I'd love to see you all there. Martyrswalk.com, the official sponsor of this program. So check them out as well. Uh, I, I literally, I'm one of the instructors. I'd love to have you be a part of our brotherhood um, after the Martyrs Walk is done. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, um, we're going we're gonna to be talking a little bit about uh, entertainment, Reacher's episode. Oh, yeah. So I... Um, on Friday nights, I'm a, I'm a member of the group called the Queen of Mary Templars. We have chapter the first Friday of every month uh, and Friday nights for other things. Guys, I and I and Saturdays, I'm talking to you here on the uh, Crusade channel. And we all have that no Sunday rule, right? No Sundays. We don't really go out and see movies or anything like that. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't. I try to rest and, and stay with in the house and try to stay focused on the celebration of the week to come. So I, just, I have zero time to see films. Zero, unless they come out on streaming service and I can catch them in an afternoon or something like that. So I, I just, I don't think, I don't see any way forward to be like, I can't be like the critical drinker or neurotic or any of these guys. These guys do it for a living. So they have time to go see a two and a half hour film and then write up a review, which takes a whole day. It's actually a lot harder of work to, to give a, a concise and, and decent movie review and not just be some idiot that's like, I think the movie's bad. <laughs> I think it's bad and I don't like it. I mean, maybe if that's what y'all want from me, I can do that, but that's about it. And this movie is bad and I don't like it, right? I'm going to turn to the guys from In Living Color. Two snaps and a head twirl. That's pretty much my rating system at this point. Uh, but I can talk to you about streaming shows. I've caught up on... Uh, I've actually... I took the King the King Dude's advice. I've watched Monarch uh, on Apple TV. You know, yes. Uh, being episode last week, which I actually think I have a little bit of, you know, I think it's actually kind of funny. It shows Godzilla even more based than he was before, right? He saw the two lesbians, you know, kissing in front of the school and Godzilla's like, we will have none of that. And he just destroys San Francisco. <laughs> so makes me love Godzilla even more in that regard. Um, <laughs> lesbians kissing. Just absolutely destroys it. <laughs> it makes me love the guy even more. I think it's fantastic. Um, but no, I can't be doing film reviews at this time. So, but I will talk about Reacher. I, I watched the first two, three episodes last night, and I will talk about the Civil War movie by this film production company called A24. I'm going to talk about that in the third hour. 
what they got right and what they got completely wrong. And is this predictive programming? Is it a response to the tensions going on? Because films like this don't just, it's not like a YouTube show. You don't put this thing together in 20 minutes. This is planning time, script development, pre-production, production, casting, post-production. This thing's been in the work for two, three years. Maybe, no, maybe a year, sorry. Maybe about a year, but still. This is not this is not something that just comes about out of nowhere. So the fact of the matter is, is this predictive programming? Are they getting us ready? And the memes that are coming from it are fantastic as well. We'll talk about that. Then bottom of the show, on the way out, we'll talk some The Armed Catholic stuff, some gun stuff. Uh, we have the governor of, of New Mexico, the queen of the tyrants. She is the queen of the tyrants. She's terrible. She makes Godzilla look like a pup. That's how much of a tyrant, a king tyrant she is. Um, Michelle Lujan Grisham, who's just trying to take the assault weapons ban that died, D-E-D, in Congress. The You know, Chucky Schumer tried to get his boys and, you know, boys that identify as girls and girls that identify as boys uh, to, to push through this assault weapons ban. Didn't work. Didn't work at all. And so now they're ch- the, the Obamas... Uh, led by the Obamas, led by Biden as the puppet, you know, skin suit and Kamala are trying to get the states, the blue states to adopt this federal gun control stuff at the state level. Because now they believe in, in federalism. Oh, man, now we believe in federalism. Now we do. All day. All day and night. Absolutely. Now we believe in federal. We don't believe in federalism when it's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't murder babies or any of these other kinds of things. But when it comes to assault weapons bans and stuff we like, all about it. All day. So I'll talk about that. And more as we get through the Barrett Brief Weekend Edition here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Um, so let's get to our first story of the day. I think it's the biggest one of the week, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on it now that we've we've seen it bore out a little bit, um, because there's always we live in the the age of the initial oh my goodness ah the 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 hot take. This is not a hot take. This is a cold plate, right? It's a cold plate. It's not a hot take. It's a cold plate. So the idea here is that we're going to look at it and say, all right, well, Alex Jones is back. The fervor is down. Because the initial fervor, oh, racist, bigot, sexist, homophobe, blah, the Karens, their wigs all pop up and they just freak out. No. Okay. So, we'll talk about this now. And this was from the beginning of the week. And Edwin Palmer of Newsweek writes this article saying, Alex Jones is back. The conspiracy theorist and InfoWars host has his account on the X going to give it to you. Formerly Twitter, thanks Edwin, reinstated by Elon Musk. And Elon actually, and I, I know I'm starting to sound like an Elon Homer or an Elon groupie, which I was actually accused of a couple years ago and I got upset about it. Now I'm like, eh, I actually might be. <laughs> I actually might be now. He's introduced this and I want to talk about this just because, you know, the, the subject of Elon Musk and Twitter has come up while we get into the, the Alex Jones thing. But he just did an, uh, an announcement the other day with T-Mobile of all places, and it is that they are going to have direct, is this what it's called? Hold on. I'm trying to look it up because I'm super, direct to sell calling from Starlink. Then it's going to be integrated into T-Mobile. 
meaning the text data starts this year, voice and data starts next uh, in 2025. So apparently, direct to sell is going to work with your existing LTE phones wherever. So no more like if you're in the middle there, he's promising. Elon Musk is promising. No matter what, even though all the cell towers are down, you'll be able to reach out and, and be able to speak to people because it's going to the Starlink network. Now, this is great for off-the-grid people. This is great for disasters. You know, one of the first things in the disaster zone is that the, the cell towers go down. With this, with apparently, with Starlink direct to cell, you would actually be able to, to reach out and touch people. Now, of course, you are using the Elon Musk Starlink network, and I am still very much wary of the WEF guy who wants to make everything into one, right? That's why he has the X. He, he trademarked X because he wants everything to be in it, the everything app, Twitter, cell phone, all this other kind of stuff. I am wary of it, but I also think it's kind of cool. Anyway, so Alex Jones is back on the platform that he was kicked off of, I think around 2016, 2017. So it's very interesting that Alex Jones, of all people, were brought back. Now, of course, everybody is, and don't get mad. This is how I pronounce his name. You can at me all you want. Nick Fuentes. Uh, he's the next one up, right? Nick, so is he a Catholic? Apparently, he's a self-proclaimed Catholic. Nick Fuentes. Uh, is is the next one up on the unbanned list. But conspiracy theorist Alex Jones had his account on X, formerly Twitter, reinstated by Elon Musk more than five years after he was banned from the platform. Now, of course, it is interesting, and I will say it like that, it's very interesting, that's what they tell me, that Alex Jones goes on with Tucker, Blue Blood Tucker, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's just a blue blood. Blue blood Tucker does his interview. And then all of a sudden, Elon's like, well, maybe we should bring him back on X. Okay, this is just way too coincidental. Almost like everything's timed. And so they all say, yay, bring him back. And he goes, Vox Populi, Vox Populi, and all this other kind of stuff. Because he championed himself a man of the people. Okay, Commodus. I might start calling Elon Musk Commodus from Gladiator. Because it feels a lot like that. I will give the people what they want. Right, so Commodus Musk brings back out uh, Elon Jones. Right, I'm just swapping names around right now. Brings back Alex Jones onto X. So the move restores Jones' account arrived after Musk asked his followers whether he should be uh, let back on. Now, of course, there's the whole Sandy Hook thing. That let's all be real. Alex Jones did kind of go nuts with that whole thing. Um, whether you believe it or not, uh, the, the whole thing is the parents did lose their kids. I do believe that. And the one thing you can't ever beat is a, is a crying. You can't ever defeat in the media is a crying mom. And that's why they use mom to ban action. That's where the Matt mothers against drunk driving. Yeah. The crying mother is undefeated. And so they use that, and I think he got sued for like a billion dollars or something like that. Some, some amount that he could never pay back just to spite him, just to get after him. And so they use that, and then the previous regime, Vajay or whatever her name was, you know, head of the Twitter safety, she banned him and all the other InfoWars people. But 
Musk saying that, um, you know, of course, Vox Populi, Vox Day is, is, you know, voice of the people is voice of God. We don't really like that phrase. The voice of the people is not the voice of God. Voice of God is the voice of God by Saint Gabriel. Um, but the poll received nearly 2 million votes in 17 hours with 70% of people saying yes. Uh, the people have spoken and shall be, which is weird because a couple months previous, he, Elon was like, he ain't coming back ever, ever. But it's looking at the way the culture war is setting itself up into 2024, which by the way, folks, you know, we are at the top of the roller coaster. 2024, we are going down on that roller coaster. It is going to be a sharp fall. This thing is going to get, it is going to turn into an Irish wake. How about that? It's just going to be all over the place. Anyway, this segment of the program, besides being, the show is brought to you by the Martyrs Walk. This segment of the program is brought to you by the Founders Trading Post. Have yourself a merry little Christmas is still taking place the contest is still taking place why have you not entered 10 bucks the grand prizes are amazing and they will take care of you as well if you get the grand prize for boys or girls well rick i don't need it pay it forward my brother or my sister pay it forward all right there are some amazing prizes here and we are doing a great job with the player goal but we could always do better we could always do better, ladies and gentlemen. Shop.mikechurch.com. Have yourself a merry or manly little Christmas. Go there today and get your stuff. Get a ticket. And then while you're at the Founders Trading Post, look at all the amazing products that are available there and grab yourself all your Christmas needs. Because we don't celebrate Christmas until next Monday at shop.mikechurch.com. By the way, that's weird. Not weird, that's interesting. I even had the priest at mass last week saying, all right, if you see two purples in a row, you did it wrong. If you see two gold in a row, in a row, you did it wrong. You got to go to mass on Sunday and then you got to go to mass on Monday, <laughs> which is so bad that he has to say that to us. Of course, I'm at a college town, so I mean, he's doing what he can because I go to the one at Baylor. Beautiful Latin mass at Baylor. Beautiful. So beautiful. So amazing. Um, but yeah. That's interesting. Like the fourth week of Advent is literally 20 hours. <laughs> uh, interesting indeed. Where was I? I was talking about Alex Jones on Twitter now or, or X. The fact is that with the, the sides taking shape, right? The way the, the players are lining up going into 2024, which will be a very interesting year, being an election year. I'm not saying it's the most important election of our lives. I'm saying election years, things tend to get interesting. And it will be very interesting to see Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, Donald Trump lining up on one side and the entire globalist world order on the other And we all know that Jones, the absence of somebody like Jones, the suppression of right-wing media, I hate even saying that because that's just like the Turning Point USAs and all those people who I cannot stand. But their, their lack of influence in 2020 was effective. It was in promoting Joe as grandpa 
and Trump as the devil. Now we've act. Here's the thing. You've seen Joe act like a creepy old man for three years. You've seen his psychotic wife, the non-Dr. Quinn medicine woman, going on a Hunger Games power trip. And if you don't know, if you don't think I'm serious, go watch her latest White House decoration. She literally took acid and was just like, let's just get some tap dancers and go. <laughs> By the way, I'm pretty sure you and I caught the, uh, the, the irony that liberals found enjoyment watching a bunch of African-Americans tap dance in front of them. That's an observation. You can get mad at it, but it's true. By the way, that tap dancing group is a Marxist organization that just hates everybody. What a shock, right? But we're seeing this now with Alex Jones out of the penalty box, back on X, because X is the town square where news is being pushed. I know the left tried to leave and they wanted to go to like Mastodon and all these other stupid networks. Oh, we're going to go back to Facebook. Great. You and grandma, right? Not really much going on there. But now... Elon Musk is positioning himself as the free speech absolutist, which is a dangerous thing as well, ladies and gentlemen. To prove that I am not a 100% Elon Musk groupie, I will tell you that he is a dangerous man with the way he is positioning himself as the absolutist. I am a free speech absolutist. Ooh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Because free speech absolutism gets you display stands of Satan in the Iowa State House. And by the way, where was everybody up in arms about the Satanist statues that were across these United States and places like Alabama and other places? They should have all been knocked down and destroyed too. Where'd they go? The one guy who flew from Mississippi to Iowa to do it? I'm sure you could have gone someplace closer. But hey, never, never underestimate a politician being a politician. So, I don't like the fact that he positions himself as this free speech absolutist. Because no free speech is absolute. Era does not have rights. You cannot just say whatever you want. You cannot spouse heresy. But, I will say, and I talked about this with Mike yesterday, the... Plan by Elon Musk to bring Jones and his robust audience back. I don't care if you like Jones or not. The man's a business. Uh, he's a savvy businessman. He's been selling green leaf pills as athletic supplements for 15 years and people still buy them. Guy's been selling like mouse testosterone to his fan base and people still buy the stuff. So the man knows how to work it. And then he announces that he has an exclusive show back on X. And I'm sure he's asking his audience, I need y'all. I need y'all to subscribe to Premium X. Which just sounds bad. Sounds, I need you to subscribe to Premium X. Keep this platform going. Only free speech barrier left. Rising tide lifts all boats. Now, of course, Trump will not come back because he's got too much money in true social. But the fact of the matter is, whether you like it or not, Jones does. He's been ahead of the curve, right? To quote the Joker in The Dark Knight. He's not crazy. He's just ahead of the curve. 
on a lot of things, like the gay frogs and all this other kind of stuff. Man's been borne out to be pretty correct. I mean, not 100% factually, obviously, because he has to get his own spin on it. But it's interesting to have him back on there. At least we can say it will not be boring on the platform. And at least we can say there will be pushback. There will be, it will not be an academic um, response, but it will be a response, period. I mean, X existing without the control of the Silicon Valley elites is huge to begin with. But the fact of the matter is, having Jones back on there is a win for the cultural right. Now, does that tell you how bad the cultural right is? Yes, it does tell you how bad the cultural right is. But splitting hairs is splitting hairs at this point. All right, so that's... What do I see going forward with this? I see Musk, and I see Jones, and I see Tucker continuing to blaze their own trail, for lack of a better term, pushing back on the culture uh, that the, the left is trying to establish. Will this be a good thing? I don't know, but I know that there will be an actual response to go back. Does this help Trump potentially? Yes. But we're going to have to see where this falls. Because Tucker on his own, fine. Musk on his own, fine. Putting them all together on the same app, does that mean it becomes an echo chamber? I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. All right, folks, that's it for this first segment of the Bear Brief. Coming up in the next segment of the program, we are going to be talking um, the lightning round here on Talk Radio the way it should be. edition of the Barrett Brief here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Coming to you from the Republic of Texas. It is your humble host, the one, the only, the armed Catholic, Rick Bear, bringing you the news from the week and a preview of week, uh, the week to come. There is no phone number. There is the chat room. I am now there interacting with you beautiful, wonderful people. Jump in there at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, C-H-A-T. If you want to be a part of this conversation at any time, would love to have you in there. Um, this, uh, this entire program, the Bear Brief Weekend Edition, is brought to you by the Martyr's Walk. Check them out at themartyrswalk.com. Uh, it is a test of manhood. For you, my fellow brethren, to see if you can get there, both body and soul. 
MartyrsWalk.com. Check it out. Love to have you there. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, yes, in case you were wondering, that was just uh, a generous ca uh, carol of the bells, right? Uh, since we are in the Advent-y, Christmas-y spirit, so to say, <laughs> so, to, so to say, uh, we are there, we are here, and I'm loving the fact that I'm back here on the Crusade Channel with you guys. Great to see you all in the chat room. And if you're listening while you're out doing your, um, what is it, Jingle All The Way shopping with Arnold, one of the, you know, underrated Christmas movie, Jingle All The Way. Turbo Man, yeah, Turbo Man, that's so good, yeah, it's not bad. If you're out doing your Jingle All The Way Christmas shopping, I think that will be, uh, I'm glad to ride shotgun. Or maybe I'm in the back seat because, you know, two of you are going. Uh, I And so, no, it cannot. <laughs> there is no virtual martyrdom, brother. It is all martyrdom, my friend. All right. So, he's asked about the martyr's walk. We've actually, crazy enough, I will get to the lightning brief right now. But I've had, we've actually had people contact us. Hey, I live in Australia. Can I do it virtually? No, you cannot do the martyr's walk virtually. You actually have to get on a plane and come to the city uh, to the Carolinas, where it does take place. Now, since I'm still running this the whole thing by myself with like two MacBooks and a prayer, uh, I don't have a an actual starter for the lightning brief. I will have one next week, like a sound bite, like a choo-choo or something like that, lightning bolt. Just imagine like Lightning McQueen saying ka-chow in your head as we start the lightning brief now. A new lightning brief for you. I don't know if I have 10 stories. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight stories for you. I mean, that's not too bad. I got eight stories for you here on the lightning brief from the last week, right? We're going to catch up on a bunch of stories from the week before and try to get us all up to date in case, you know, you're one of these people that, you know, tunes out and doesn't pay attention to anything but the Crusade channel. Good for you. I'm very happy for you. You're much better than I am. I'm stuck in a lot of the filth, but... That's my job, I guess, right now. Anyway, it is time for the rebooted weekend edition of the Lightning Brief. Ka-chow. All right. <laughs> I'll get a better soundbite. First up, from ESPN.com, Shizio Otana, I can't say his name, but whatever, gets a 700, 680 million, sorry, it's a $680 million contract to play baseball. Um, and apparently ESPN is saying there's never been a player like Shushi Otana. Apparently I can't say his name either, but a $700 million contract for one person in baseball has got to be without a doubt, the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Baseball is not football. Baseball is not basketball where you can have one player make a difference. One player cannot make a difference on a baseball team. I don't give a I don't give a rip if he is a once of a kind unicorn. There are 11 players on the field and the, unless the guy plays unless he's the starting pitcher, top of the order hitter and is the closer in the exact same game, I don't know what value you get giving the man 700 million dollars. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it shows that even a sport like baseball, which at best is second, at best is a distant second to the NFL, which is a bunch of debauchery in its own right. I am not, and as you, I hope you can tell with my tone, I am not very happy that we are spending seven 
hundred million dollars on one person. That's the GDP of Guana. And yet this dude is getting it. By the way, he's deferring most of it, which is really incensing the state of California. So you say whatever you will. He at least is smart enough to defer most of that cash. But folks, for the record, I don't watch baseball anymore. I don't watch sports anymore. And a $700 million contract for one person is one of the reasons why I do it. So it doesn't. And here's the thing. You can't ever live up to that contract. You can't live up to being worth 700, almost a billion dollars. The, the monetary value of individuals, I mean, Taylor Swift is worth a billion dollars. That's because every white woman in America from the age 50 on down worships her. But out of that, I don't know. What does the city of L.A. get from it? They get nothing. And you know what? You get nothing. Next, from Scanner.com, FBI and DHS issue warning about lone actor violence at protests and holiday-related public gatherings. So by Cassandra McDonald. At ScannerNews.com. On a December 12th public announcement said, quote, ongoing tensions related to the conflict between Israel and Hamas likely heightened the threat of lone actor violence targeting large public gatherings throughout the winter, including holiday-related, faith-based, New Year's Eve, and First Amendment-protected events related to the conflict. This is, this is multiculturalism, ladies and gentlemen. We saw it years ago in Europe. I mean, you can't go to the beautiful little Christmas festivals in European countries now without going through seven of those huge cement roadblocks because they're afraid a tractor trailer is going to become like Optimus Prime, become sentient, and run through the entire Christmas village. Guess what? Now we have it here. Now, I wasn't present. On October 7th, I wasn't back with the Crusade Channel when this whole thing with Hamas and Israel started. But the fact of the matter is, you got people eating their own, college campuses eating their own, and now you have this violence between these two people, especially the group that supports Hamas, these indoctrinated psychos who are overeducated and underintelligence, right? They're overeducated, but they're under the IQ of lukewarm soup. And now we have this instance. Now you and I, well, I don't. I'm always, I'm always carrying heat because I'm the armed Catholic and I don't really go to these things. But if you're going out to some kind of Christmas, or I'm sorry, we live in these United States now, holiday themed, which by the way is a holy day, but yeah, a holiday themed gathering. Now you got to be worried about some psycho from Hamas screaming Alu Akbar. And this is the problem with the importation of everything into the, oh, with a melting pot. Well, guess what happens to a melting pot? Eventually it melts. And this is what we're seeing now. We actually have to have this. Although I will say, at least it's not white people, right? White supremacists are like, hey, man, at least it's not us this time. Of course, I'm sure they'll find a way to ring this back around. So it is nothing more than white supremacists because this accelerations... In the conflict between people on the other side of the world in a country which is was placed by these United States, which hates you and I, if you're a practicing Catholic, the, most of the people in Israel don't like you. And if you want to really get into it, look at the treatment of the Christians in Israel, in Bethlehem, in all those places over there. So, but... The conflict that goes over there between people that don't like you now impacts you and I because we got to import them for some reason. 
Oh, I know the reason. It's globalism. And that's what globalism is. Next! From CarAndDriver.com, Ford reportedly plans to have the F-150 Lightning production halved. <laughs> I love it. I called this back when I was doing the Daily Show. Back when I was doing the Barrett Brief for the Dailies. I told you the F-150 Lightning was a dud. Despite the fact they had articles, articles, and art- oh, there's the F-150 Lightning. This is going to be the brand new thing. This is going to be the game changer. It's going to make mom and pop out in, the, in you know, nowhere Kansas say, you know what, honey? Hey, I always liked my, my old F-150. I like that truck. But you know what? Them new Lightnings, I like them and them electric vehicles. Like it was going to make these people in the middle of nowhere say, hey, I think I got to buy one of these electric. It looks like my old truck. That is how they think of you. If they're going to slap lipstick on a pig, i.e. a forge, you know, the shell of an F-150 on an electric vehicle and try to pass it off as, as an actual truck. And they thought that was going to work because they think you are stupid. You are so stupid. Incorrect. I mean, the, the actual CEO of Ford went out and he actually tried to drive cross country. And he's like, hey, man, there's not that many charging stations. Well, dare we told you that. We told you that was going to happen. You have no idea what you're doing. That their vehicle, <laughs> that their electric vehicle, <laughs> and they literally rolled it out and they said, hey, dumb, you know, dumb hick, you're going to buy this truck. And I love it because the hick said, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, and I do love the way that Jack Fitzgerald of Car and Driver writes this. The growth rate for the electric vehicle adoption has recently been in something of a lull. <laughs> you think? Here's the problem. Every product, even the Apple iPhone we see now, has a ceiling. Every product has a ceiling. There is no product that is universally loved and acclaimed by everybody. None. It doesn't exist. Even McDonald's, with its billions of people served, actually has people that don't eat the double cheeseburgers. I don't know who you are. I pick up the slack for you, obviously. But still, those people exist. The electric vehicles has its ceiling. It's done. The people who wanted electric vehicles bought them. And as I have always said, that's fine. You want to buy one, go ahead. Don't call me when it gets below 32 degrees. But this idea that they were going to roll these things out and we were all just going to go, oh my goodness, that's like <laughs> and clap like a bunch of seals. If you don't want an electric vehicle, you're not going to buy an electric vehicle. Now, I've gone on the record saying, hey, I don't, maybe I'll look at a Cybertruck. I won't look at an F-150, but I'll look at a Cybertruck. And the only reason I would actually do that is because Elon actually has a charging network that's set up. It's terrible, but at least it's there. Better than the F-150 where they're like, good luck. However, the fact of the matter is, Ford is no different, and the automaker is going to scale back production of the F-150 Lightning. Remember when they were tump just dumping billions of dollars? We're going to, re we're going to re retrofit this factory in Ohio to make F-150 Lightnings, and they got their little ESG claps and scores and all these other things. Six months later, they're like, yeah, we got to shut this thing down. <laughs> this thing doesn't work. This thing doesn't work. 
And they, and this is of course the mass adoption of the Masters in Business Administration from woke university, from woke universities where you actually don't learn business anymore. You learn sustainability and environmentalism. I, I kid you not. Those of you who uh, who know me, you know my. I talk about my wife um, and, and the fact that she's just a brilliant, amazing woman. She's got her PE. She's got her MBA. She's got all. She's she, she's an industrial engineer, and she went uh, and TCU invited her back because she got her MBA there. They invited her back to go speak. It was her, a CEO, you know, of, of, of planning and like really. People you'd want to ask questions about, questions to getting into business. And then there was like a sustainability manager. So they had their little talk and then they were open up. Everybody asked questions to the sustainability manager. And my wife's like, what the hell is this? The, the sustainability manager doesn't do anything. They look how to recycle post-it notes. They don't know anything about business. And then these people get shoved to the front of the line because they check every box you can find. And then they're like, hey, let's put $4 billion into electric cars. Does anybody buy electric cars? No, man. No, they don't. But we'll make them. You ain't going to make people buy something they don't want. They'll just, they'll just keep their truck or their car. It's easier to, re to, even if they try to eliminate it, it's still easier to fix a, a gasoline engine, even with all the plastic around it, than it is to drive the iPhone car. But hey. Who am I? I'm just an idiot on the internet. Next! From hotair.com. Whoa! This is from David Strom. Supreme Court will hear an appeal on the January 6th case that could change everything. Could it? Could it? I don't know. Let's get into it. If you, like me, think that January 6th defendants have often been overcharged for merely entering a Capitol building, then you should be watching this case. The SCOTUS has just granted cert of appeal to Joseph Fincher, who is charged with obstructing an official proceeding of Congress and thus faces a severe sentence. The charge was based on a law passed in the early aughts, which is about 2002. Those charges based solely on the trespass and not any violation or destruction. So, SCOTUS has granted this uh, writ of certiority, certiori to the U.S. v. Fitcher case on the proper interpretation of Section 1512C2, the 20-year penalty fel felony offense for the obstruction of Congress that the DOJ has been charging January 6th offendants. So, the court is considering, is considering the case, unsurprisingly driven by the fact that it may upend some of the charges leveled at Trump. And that is hard to criticize that focus because, it, you know, it's Trump. He is the big dog. And if Fisher wins that appeal, some of the cases against Trump either get complicated or even go away. Even go away. Trump can and should use the status of this appeal as an argument for delaying his trials as non-lawyers and a guy who got a 140 on a practice LSAT myself. Uh, we have no idea how the system will respond to the potential of some of Trump's charges becoming moot. I will tell you right now, they'll just throw more on there. They'll go in, they'll find something from 1950. Uh, looks like Trump uh, flew his plane through the Bermuda Triangle on a Sunday. That's a felony. You know, there's so many daggone pages of law in these United States code that they will get something. They will try to do that. They will try to put something there. But SCOTUS is now stepping in. SCOTUS should have stepped in in 2020 when Ken Paxton and the state of Texas filed that lawsuit against Pennsylvania and all these other states. They should have stepped in there. So at least now they're kind of stepping in here. I mean, it's great. 
I'm, it's not it's not Thomas and Alito. It's John Roberts who you've got to convince to do this. And John Roberts is literally the molasses of any kind of legal mindset. Next. From redstate.com, scandal in Beantown as mayor's office sends elected of color party invites to the whiteies. Well, I mean, it says white council members. By the way, Michelle Wu, the mayor, is married to a white dude, so apparently he couldn't go to this thing. Anyway, remember when the segregation folks, segregating folks by race was considered racist? However, the left wants segregation again. They Remember, the left always loved segregation. They always loved it. Now they want it back. <clears throat> well, apparently in Boston, the mayor's office is trying to make racial segregation great again by holding a holiday party for the electeds of color. The only problem is that the email, the invite or the e-invite, right? Remember back in the early 2000s when that was a thing? Hey, I've sent you an e-invite or an e-card. Anyway, they sent one to the whiteies. Then the whiteies were like, hey, what are you doing? What do you mean elected of color? Um, and so Denise Dos Santos, the mayor's director of council told the, the body's quote unquote, honorable members that on behalf of Michelle Wu, the mayor, she was inviting each of them and a guest. So if you get a, if you are a person of color who's elected and you get invited, can you bring a white person? I'm just asking for a friend. This is fantastic. I mean, the fact that Michelle Wu, who is a psychotic, I don't even care that she's Asian. She's just a psychotic leftist woman, and she's running Boston right now. All of Southie is like, lady, this is ridiculous. What are you doing? But she's Michelle Wu from Boston. Next, from the Bellington Herald. Olivia Lloyd, Satanic Club plans to start a chapter at an elementary school, draws outrage in the good old state of Tennessee. An after-school Satan Club, I mean, we've come a long way from the Breakfast Club, right? Is coming to Tennessee Elementary School with some parents saying they're blindsided and threatened to take their kids out of school. Hey, don't threaten, just do. I know it means you won't be able to watch like... I don't know, Kelly Clarkson in the middle of the day now, and you'd actually have to watch your kid, but stop sending your kid to public school. Can I thought this was a thing. Stop sending your kid to public school. I, I thought we had established this already. I don't know why now this is a bit, oh, the Satanic Club is having an after-school special at my school. Really? These are the people that are running around telling your kid they can be nine different genders. Now you're shocked that they're actually bringing a satanic after-school club there? None of these things happen in a vacuum. Administrators of the Memphis School District. Oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> Never mind. You just said Memphis. Memphis is hell anyway. Next. I don't even want to talk about the rest of that. Memphis is a nice uh, representation of what hell would actually look like. And if you ever have to drive through it, I suggest you drive through it as quickly as possible. Next up from thefederalist.com, stories, headline from Tristan Justice, California law would fine retailers for only having girl and boy toy sections. Huh? A California retailer that refuses to incorporate gender neutral toy sections could face hundreds of dollars in fines from the state under a new law that takes effect January 1st. So now you actually have to gender your toys because there's a non-gendered section. Like, these, to, to quote John Voigt from the classic Varsity Blues, you are about the, bunch, the dumbest bunch of smart people I've ever met in my life. 
the dumbest bunch of supposed smart people I've ever met in my life. What in God's green earth are you talking? You got to gender the toys so that you can misgender them. So put them in the gender neutral section. I don't even know what the hell I'm talking about at this point. Next. All right. Now we are at the final story. It is not the world famous. You've got to be kidding anymore. We have the silliest story of the week. Here we go. Two men charged in a killing spree of 3,000 birds, including a bald eagle in Montana. Two men, U.S. Uh, Simon Paul and Travis John Branson, have been charged with illegally killing approximately 3,600 birds, including bald and golden eagles, and selling their parts on the black market. Would that be the bird market? Uh, the, uh, the birds were shot over several years and the men were charged with conspiracy, violating the bald and golden Eagle protection act and illegal trafficking, man, this, we have way too much law enforcement to be doing this. The conspiracy and trafficking charges carry maximum prison sentences of five years while violating the Eagle protection act can result in a year of prison and fine. You ever seen the talons on a, on a bald Eagle? They are massive. And by the way, the the Memphis the the bald eagle the symbol of America is not endangered anymore. So go ahead and shoot him. I know I might get in trouble for actually saying that on this radio station. Sorry, Mike, but go ahead and shoot a bald eagle if it's around. They're not endangered anymore. And by the way, hunters exist because birds can the bird population can get out of control. So kill one and decrease the surplus population. I mean, the deer population around uh, suburban neighborhoods is out of control because people don't want to shoot Bambi. Guess what? There's 900,000 Bambi now. So go ahead and shoot some birds. It's okay. Shoot the birds. Don't charge two guys with in a killing spree. You're making it sound like this is an episode of True Detective. It's not. These are birds. They're animals. They're not Disney-fied animals. They're like, hey, Jolly, hey, Jimmy the Bald Eagle, how you doing today? Great, Johnny the Bald Eagle. I can't wait to see my... Oh, he's been shot! No, that's not how this works. They're animals. They die. Can you please stop with this? It's absolutely ridiculous. So this is legitimately the silliest story of the week. And uh, if you ever go to Ground News, you'll see that pretty much everybody covered it because it's absolutely dumb. It is so dumb. I can't even believe it. All right. Top of the next hour. We're out. We're done with this segment. And we're going to talk about the first three episodes of Jack Reacher. And then I'm going to talk about this, uh, this, this Civil War trailer that's coming up. song here on the uh, the weekend edition of the Bear Brief here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Oh yeah. Somebody's like, what are the, what, who's playing the music? Folks, it's pirate radio. It's me. It's me. <laughs> 
I'm playing. These are all my selections. This is that was a group called the Defiant, um, and it's made up from the lead singer of the Money Buddy Boston's and the drummer from the Offspring. All these guys who refused to take the jab in 2020 and were sanctimoniously kicked out of their bands, and so they all got together and they all were like, "Hey, we should form a band," and that band is called the Defiant, ironically enough. And so that's uh, that's their first one. Everybody loves me, and I think that pretty much fits the Barrett brief to a T. <laughs> so, uh, and the one that we went out to was my buddy Enoch. You can catch him on news from the pew. His latest, uh, Kenisa, his latest album, that was the church in Africa. And that song just slaps. I don't care. I love it. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the weekend edition of the Barrett brief here on the crusade channel. Talk radio, the Ray it should be, and it's pirate radio because it's just me operating from a room. <laughs> Mike left everything on, and he's gone, and so it's just you and me, baby. <laughs> just so, here we go. Um, you can jump at the Crusader Stadium at crusadechannel.com forward slash chat, C-H-A-T. You can let me know what you think of the music choices. It's not going to change my opinion, but I'd love to hear it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this segment, the whole show is brought to you by the Martyrs Walk. Check it out at themartyrswalk.com. And um, it's it's a physical test, physical and spiritual test that you know, my buddy Jason Murphy came up with. He, he was on the show with Mike before the August one. And if you're looking to, to really test yourself, um, push yourself to your physical limits, both spiritually and physically. I absolutely suggest you uh, you check out themartyrswalk.com. Um, they're my brothers. I love them. They're great men. And uh, we, uh, we'd love for you to be a part of our brotherhood as well, themartyrswalk.com. All right. So in this segment of the program, second hour, right, already flying by, we're going to talk about this dystopian future that is civil quote unquote civil war this uh this this movie the trailer dropped last week and the memes were epic i i posted one on uh on my x feed l arm catholic if you're following me there or on my my instagrams this arm catholic because i keep getting banned from stupid things um and so the the meme was fantastic. The guy with the Elvis, uh, the uh, Elton John glasses with the AR-15 in the actual Civil War trailer. He goes, "What kind of American are you?" And so people took that, and everybody's like, "What kind of American are you? Pineapple pizza or not?" And so I had to throw it in there. I was like, "What kind of what kind of American are you? Are you the kind that plays the praise the luminous mysteries or the joyful mysteries on Thursday?" And I'll tell you what, people responded to that post in kind. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. People, Some people literally, they always take these things too seriously. They don't understand the fun that comes from memes. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about the Civil War trailer. And then to end this, I'm going to give you my review of the first three episodes of Reacher Season 2, which has come out. But let me just, I'm not going to review Monarch. I'm not going to talk about it. But I actually have watched it. I took the King Dudes. Um, I already talked about that. In case you missed it when I opened the show, I've taken the King Dudes advice. I've watched Monarch. Legends of Monsters, and I came out loving Godzilla even more because the last episode they're like, We're lesbians and we're in love, and then Godzilla's like, Me destroy San Francisco. <laughs> wherever there's de- wherever there's degeneracy, Godzilla will be there and he will mess it up. So uh I don't I don't think they actually I actually don't think they realized when they were writing that how awesome they made Godzilla look. But <laughs> I actually don't mind it. 
there's most programming is such trash that I don't mind monarchs. The thing with monarch right now is that it's way too many filler episodes. And anytime Kurt Russell's not on screen, the show just drags. The show just absolutely drags. Um, I, I, you can tell that people aren't trained as well. The the charisma scale is so lacking in these new uh, these new these new actors that they have trying to carry the show. None of them have a lick of the charisma that Kurt Russell just like laughing happens. And you could tell, you know, that's why you pay for those kinds of men and women because they have that. Uh, and so that's. It's fine. It's it. I don't think it's bad programming. And you know, oh, what about the Godzilla destroyed San Francisco out of, after he found out lesbians were there? That's my interpretation of it. So Godzilla is based, uh, and he will restore the natural order. So let's get to uh, all of this here. We're gonna, this is our entertainment section. If we don't have a guest on, uh, and and it's it's going to be interesting because. 2024 after the writer's strike is pretty much it's a ghost it's a ghost town yeah dune's gonna be there and a couple other films that were done before the strike were pushed out and then they dropped this trailer for civil war and this is from collider.com i'm gonna just be making fun of britta devore who wrote this i.e she probably just had chat gpt write it but kristen dunce faces a dystopian battle in first civil war trailer because of course well, who did they have to highlight? They have to highlight the scrappy journalist in this. Uh, and, and we know, you and I know how this whole thing is going to play out. We know who the bad guys are going to be. And we know who the good guys are. The good guy is the journalist. This, this story already doesn't make any sense. This story is already no good. I could believe that these United States falls into civil war, but I can't believe that the reporter is the good guy. I feel like John Hamill, Hammond in Jurassic Park, the blood-sucking lawyer, the stupid reporter's the good guy in this movie. Forget that. Anyway, uh, the lines are being drawn in the sand in the first trailer for Alex Garland. Uh, I think he wrote Ex Machina 28 weeks later, a couple of other things. Um, his latest sci-fi action flick, Civil War. Reteaming with A24 Garland's pulse-pounding production, will bring audience just as much dystopian drama that his previous projects, Annihilation, Ex Machina, uh, will bring. I mean, obviously, this is the puffiest of puff pieces. The The thing does... Here's the thing. Hollywood, outside of Spielberg's recreation of, of uh, D-Day and some stuff from We Were Soldiers, can never, can never put their pulse... On actual combat. They just can't go to those places. And the fact of the matter is. It's pulse pounding. But it still has this. Tinge. Of. of corporate Hollywood. Uh, approval. On it. Um, and, and the fact of the matter. Is that. This thing, I do love the fact that in all these disaster movies, all the monuments tend to survive, right? All the tourist attractions, even in the Monarch show, that stupid building in San Francisco, the one that's got the pointy, the pointy spear in it, everything else, everything else got destroyed but that one. Oh, good thing that, good thing Godzilla's like, me destroy, oh, tourist attraction, excuse me, and moves around it. In real life, that doesn't happen, but okay, usually the monuments are the first things to go. But um, the, the poster has Lady Liberty being used as a sniper's nest, which is just stupid. Who are you going to hit in, in the Statue of Liberty with a sniper rifle? 
anyway, um, so the whole thing is weird too because the way they've they've set it up. So they have 19 states that have seceded from the union with being led by California and Texas. Excuse me? California and Texas? Excuse me. This is stupid. There's no way Texas would team up with those libtard losers. They don't even have any guns out there. That's not true. I know there's a lot of good people in California. But do you think the people in... I mean, hold on. Granted, I get it. There's a lot of people in Austin that are from California. I understand. But that just off the top, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Uh, people on the Staten Island Ferry. That, that's who you're taking out from the, <laughs> from, from the Statue of Liberty. That's right. Um, so Kirsten Dunst is a photojournalist on a mission as she bridges the gap between the two sides of the war. The American government and a group known as the Western Forces. First of all, why would the Western Forces want to go to D.C.? That's the biggest thing. If they seceded, they don't want control of the government. They want to be away from the government. So why is the Western Forces trying to attack D.C.? Why aren't they just like, leave me alone? Even in the War of Northern Aggression, the South didn't try to take the capital until they were really like, wow, they're not letting us go. Because if they thought of it that way, they would have taken it after the Battle of Bull Run. But still, this whole thing is just... You know, with these other people, they, this quartet, the other actors, traverse the American landscape on a journey to the White House because everything goes back to D.C., right? Even in a Civil War movie, we still have to pay homage to Washington, D.C. and the White House. White House. Um, so, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I don't really care about it. Along with the Helming Garland has also penned Civil War, which is very interesting. So this, the director, who's also the writer of this, this is his interpretation of what a civil war will look like, which we all know is not going to be even close to the chaos that would ensue, or maybe not ensue. I don't know. I would like it to be if when the Texas nationalist movement finally gets on the ballot and people vote for secession and we leave that these United States let us leave and we could put a 50 foot wall on the Southern border and man it with Gatling guns and Apache helicopters or even those little Cobra helicopters. Those are pretty cool. Or maybe we'll just get, um, what's the helicopter's name from the show we play sometimes. I can, I forgot. Um, not really. Somebody, what's the, the helicopter show? I've completely forgot. Um, yeah, so so apparently we have to get the White House in this film, which is, is just, it, it is. It, you, the people in the chat room are catching it. It's just literally reshading the Civil War. Well, we have to get to D.C. and we have to take the White House. Why? You are in California. You are 3,000 miles uh, wolf something, airwolf, right? Anyway, I don't know. I don't even care. Um, <laughs> I've spent way too much thinking about it. Um, but the, the idea that people in California or people in Texas give a rip about DC and that we have to take it. No, we just want to be left alone, but that doesn't make for a good film. Right. And it would make what 
This is the the important point in something. Airwolf, thank you. Thank you, Airwolf. Um, yeah, when Texas becomes its own uh, nation, we need like 400 Airwolves patrolling the southern border. But that is such the, that is predictive programming in the sense that Washington, D.C. is still the goal, right? Washington, D.C. is the goal. Not secession so we can be on our own and take care of ourselves and and actually go local and try to build communities and all these. No, we have to secede so we can take Washington. What kind of dumb thinking is that? That's the thinking of leftists. Because that's what they would do. They want to take D.C., which they have done, really. If you think about it, they have taken D.C., but this whole idea that it's going to be this this written um, this movie it's written, produced, cast, filmed, edited, everything trailers dropped. It's coming out next year. I'll I'll try to get out and watch it. I've already explained now in my current situation, my current life. I can't really get out there to the films, to the movies that often. And by the time now they, the 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 windows are so short now anyway, they're 21 days, 22 days, maybe two, three weeks that the film's already out of the theaters by the time I can even get around to see them. But this this idea, let's see, what else are they write? While dystopian vibes may be the hallmark for the filmmaker, it also tends to pen stories featuring strong female leads. Oh, good. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we're talking about a civil war, but we got to put a strong female character in the middle of it. She's a strong journalist and she's going to, she's probably going to become the president. Like, let's just be real. She's probably going to be the president at the end of this thing. Kirsten Dunst, best known for thematic, uh, thematic gems, like bring it on. By the way, when you see her like, wow, man, we're all getting old. <laughs> man, dang, man. I'm not saying I look great, but still. Anyway, so this whole movie is not predictive programming for a civil war like a lot of people are writing about. Oh, it's predictive programming for a civil war. I think it's predictive programming to reinforce the importance of D.C., in particular, the White House. Why is that a big deal in 2024? What's happening? Presidential election. So as more and more people get disgusted watching Joe Biden sniff little kids and his cracked out, not his, his cracked out son running around the White House and his, his absolutely psychotic doctor wife messing around the White House, we were like, yeah, Washington, D.C. may not be that important. Boom, you have this show, this movie that says, oh, look how important D.C. is. Look how important the White House is. These two sides are fighting over the building as in contrast to what we will be, well, the political sides will be doing as well. So that's my prediction on that. You're listening to the Bear Brief Weekend Edition here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. I'm your host, the one, the only, the armed Catholic, Rick Barrett. You can find me at thearmcatholic.com, first class firearm training with a foundation of Catholic tradition because the two are compatible. I thank you so much for hanging out with me during your weekend. I hope you're getting all your Christmas shopping done because you're going to shop.mikechurch.com. In addition to getting yourself a ticket for the Have Yourself a Merry Little or Manly Little Christmas contest, which is soon approaching the end, so you should definitely get your tickets now, I want you to go to the Founders Trading Post and get all your gifts. Get your beautiful gifts. Right, right, Donnie? That's right. 
I need you to go to thefounderstradingpost.com and get your gifts today. It's not like Trump water, but it's good. So go to shop.mychurch.com. Get your gifts today and have yourself a merry or manly little Christmas. All right. So that's my idea. Um, is, uh, by the way, BK, you are, your, your auto typing skills today are fantastic. (laughs) I love you, man. If anybody, I can't call anybody out. If you've ever had a conversation with me, my problem is now I've become addicted to voice speech to text on my phone. That's how lazy I'm getting. If you actually send me, if you get a a text message from me, I'm telling you it 90% of it's probably going to be misspelled. Because the AI just can't get... I'm like, hey, how are you this afternoon? And it'll be like, what do you mean you want Chinese food? Like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> the AI the AI is the one that did that. But, um, so I'm not making... BK, I love you. And I'm just... From one bad from one bad autocorrector, uh, your game is very strong this week. And I, I, I love you for it. Jump in the chat room. See what I'm talking about. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. All right. Let's finish out this segment of the program talking about Reacher. Now, I was a huge fan of Reacher season one. I actually rewatched it uh, last weekend. It is it, it holds up well. Outside of season, uh, episode four, there is an unnecessary nudity scene in there. Doesn't do anything for the, the actual show, but if you have VidAngel or something like that, you can just skip right through it. Very impressed with the show. Strong male, you know, with convictions and principles, the detective was a Catholic. You know, it was a very... I, I liked Reacher season one. So I was pumped for Re- Reacher season two. And the first thing I was like, what are, we, what are we doing with three episodes? I live in America in 2023. You need to drop all these episodes at once. I have no patience. But they're dropping the first three episodes, then they're going weekly. Which I, you know, it's fine. Um, but let me say, it is different because the first one... Uh, Reacher's on Amazon, so I know some of you guys don't watch Amazon. Uh, that's the only place it is, unless you want to buy the the uh, things on like Vudu or something like that. Um, but I watch it on Amazon, so I know. Slap my hand. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. Different tone. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Different tone than the first one because the first one, boom, a rep, bam, 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 bam. It's 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 very. It's not a slow burn. The first one is not a slow burn. You get right into the mystery, right into the action, and then Reacher's got to figure out the plot as it goes. This one, a little bit of a slower burn. And at the first episode, I'm like, hey, you know, I kind of gave that. But as it's gone on, I still enjoy it. It's still much better. It's still the best show, the best new show out there by far. And listen to this. Listen to this. So in the second episode, Reacher hooks up with one of, with his girl. They did the old Hollywood trick, which was what? Started getting hot and heavy, and then they cut to black. I'm like, really? Okay, I'll take that. It's still unnecessary, but at least you cut out. <laughs> so I'm good with that. Um, I'm excited. I've watched the first three episodes. I'm excited for um, the, the, the episodes to come. It does balance the check marks. Much like Monarch did not balance the check marks well. Right? One episode they were just like, here's everything. Here's all the check marks with the lesbians and the and the LGBT and the colored people. Here you go. It's all in one. You know, 
Reacher's best friend is the black uh, sergeant major from the army. Very positive relationship. One doesn't talk over the other. Very respectful. Great. Um, the, you know, there's no LGBT nonsense yet. I'm sure, you know, one of the episodes, they'll just drop it in there like they do everything else. But the reason why Reacher's is so, I don't want to say beloved, but so anticipated by a lot of people is because it's just, a, it's an old fashioned show, right? It's an old fashioned show with a strong male lead. Besides the fact the guy's six foot four and just he's on he's on testosterone, he's even admitted it, which is fine. I've said that in the past. I don't care. By the way, there was an article a couple months ago that was like, uh, "Did you know that Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans did not get muscular for the Marvel movies the natural way?" Like, yeah, we all saw that. <laughs> as soon as we as soon as we saw the eight pack on Chris Hemsworth, we're like, "That guy's on on uh, on uh, HGH," which I've been on record. I've been on record. I'm good if you are an actor or an athlete. If you want to do that under doctor's care, go ahead. Don't care. What about role models? Don't let your kids look up to athletes and, and actors as role models. Their role models should be you and the saints. So, you know, if they want to do that to fit into character, I don't care. They're under doctor's supervision, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. I've never had a problem with that. I've been intellectually consistent from when I was doing The Daily Show. But the fact of the matter is, the dude is just, he's cut and ripped. I should get on HGH. I know you actually have to work out with it too, but, you know, maybe just like to try it. Um, oh, they're all soy boys. By the way, Evans got married. Chris Evans, he's like, he's my age. He's 42. I got married to like a 23-year-old. I don't know. Hey, good for you. I, it is a recommend so far to watch the first, if you have Amazon and if you choose to watch it, it's, it is a recommend for the first uh, three episodes of Reacher. Episode two, you can see it coming because uh, they always telegraph these things awfully. Um, you you know, just skip over it, do whatever you got to do, and, and it's not it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, it's so much better than the objectively awful stuff you see in ninety nine percent of streaming shows because. Say what you will about network TV. At least there was that filter like, hey, man, you can't have full nudity and any of this other kind of stuff on network TV. Now that everything's on streaming service, it's the Wild West. They have no control. So at least this one so far, I'm giving that caveat so far has has, has restrained itself in those ways. I could be proven wrong next weekend, and I'm holding myself out for it, and I'll be the first one to tell you here on the weekend edition of the Barrett Brief here on the Crusade Channel Talk Radio the way it should be. So, coming up next, we are going to talk about gun stuff. Senator, I'm sorry, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham is um, back at it again, and the braces are back on the menu here on the Crusade Channel Talk Radio the way it should be.
gentlemen, welcome back. You are listening to the Bear Brief Weekend Edition here on the Crusade Channel Talk Radio, the way it should be. I am your host, Rick Barrett, The Armed Catholic. You can find me at thearmedcatholic.com. First class firearm training with a foundation of Catholic tradition because the two are compatible. I want to let you know, guys, that uh, all episodes of The Bear Brief are available as podcasts at crusadechannel.com and crusademax.com. If you're not a member, no problem. I can get you signed up today with, uh, with nada. You can take 100% off your first year. Just go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary. And come hang out with me more often here on the weekend edition of The Bear Brief here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Pirate radio, ladies and gentlemen. We shouldn't have called it the Bear Brief. We should call it pirate radio, baby, because it's just me. Uh, and you. Hopefully it's not just me. Hopefully it's you too. <laughs> um, hanging out with me. You can jump into the chat room. Good job, G-Money. Good shot. Uh, you got him today. He got picture, showing a picture of his uh, his buck. He got that buck right there, buddy. Good for you. Um, yeah, join me. CrusadeChannel.com forward slash chat. There is no phone, right? There is no phone, so uh, you can't call me. And that's fine. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by the Martyrs Walk. MartyrsWalk.com. Check it out today. Test yourself, men, physically and spiritually. MartyrsWalk.com. I hope to see you in March. Patriot21, I'm glad to see you're here, brother. Thank you for hanging out with me. I do appreciate you guys. I appreciate, honestly, I wasn't able to say it last week because, you know, I was, you know, all the hype and coming back. I, I thank you guys for welcoming me back with uh, with open arms. I missed y'all, and, and I'm glad to be here. And big thanks to the churches for uh, for allowing me to come back on the mic and, uh, and being a part of this community because this community is fantastic, and you guys are all, all awesome. Everybody but Brian, but <laughs> I only say that because he's posting stuff too, buddy. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Good to see you guys. Um, so thank you guys. Great to be back. And I'm so happy you guys are hanging out with me. Even if you're not in the chat room and you're just listening as you're doing your jingle all the way shopping, which you should be doing at shop.mikechurch.com. All right. Last segment of the program. Uh, I gotta get some gun sound effects too, because it's uh, it's our gun talk time. Because that's what we do here on the last segment of uh, the program. We talk about guns. <laughs> Jeez up, <laughs> you guys are great. All right. So from the Santa Fe Reporter.com, Governor will introduce assault weapons ban in the upcoming session. I have been on the record saying, screaming from the rooftops, that Governor Lujan Michelle, or Michelle Lujan Grisham, whatever way you call it, should have been arrested as soon as she put out her unconstitutional ban on concealed carry. She violated the New Mexico Constitution. She openly bragged about violating the state constitution in a press briefing, and the state police were just like, eh, it's cool, because they're all appointed. She should have been arrested. And yes, there are some Republicans, the four or five that exist in New Mexico, that are trying to do impeachment, but they got the triple header. They got the executive, legislative, they got the three hounds of hell. The executive, the Supreme Court, and the legislative branch are all Democrats in New Mexico. That thing you found in New Mexico. So she gets away with it. 
And people are like, oh, well, we got her to stop with the judge. But the judge let her keep the order. The whole thing is the order needed to go. The order needed to be rescinded, not blocked, rescinded, gone, no longer there. Because the fact of the matter is, as long as it's there, she keeps, gets to keep manipulating it like she's doing. And now she wants to put an anti, a gun violence pre, 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 prevention curriculum in the schools. Because that's, the, that's their future, right? They want to make gun ownership so toxic in the culture that they don't have to write laws. That's what they want to do. Which is why people like Maj Torre and others are doing so much great work trying to educate people on guns because all they're doing is listening to Rachel Madcow scream for 15 minutes about guns every day. And then you see your governor introducing an assault weapons ban in the upcoming session. They already have all this stuff on the books. It's not like New Mexico doesn't have gun control on there. In fact, I always like to go to every town for dumb safety. And I like to tell people, hey, when New Mexico talks about their gun violence, oh, there's gun violence everywhere and it's an epidemic, which she's going to say in this thing. They're number 16. They're number 16 in the union for supposed gun law strength. So why isn't any of that stuff working? Um, anyway, this is by what Julia Goldberg. Goldberg, Goldberg. Um, measures will be modeled on federal legislation co-sponsored by Senator Heinrich of New Mexico. Assault rifles, high-capacity ammunition devices. What, 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 what are you talking about devices? You mean a magazine? You can't call it a clip anymore? Got, okay. Handguns, ballistic vests. These are some of the items law enforcement sees from just one repeat violent offender as a result of the state's ongoing public health order regarding gun violence. Um, that sounds like a blatant violation of that gentleman's state constitutional rights, which, in case you don't know, uh, was under Article 2, Section 6 of the New Mexico Constitution. Everybody talked about that for like a week, and then they went back to talking about the federal government. Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham and members of her, her, him, her administration yesterday, regime, held a news conference on public safety and to update the public on the impacts of the gun public health order, which gun violence is not a public health order, but thanks to the COVID jib jab stuff, everything's going to be a public health emergency now because that's the only way because people are dumb and they're like, oh, public health emergency? Well, you just take away my rights. I need to be safe from the COVID. Jab me harder. Um, now remember, New Mexico is number 16 in these United States, according to every town in gun law strength. They have background checks. They have concealed carry permits. They have extreme risk protection orders, which is blatant violation. No shoot first law. Secure storage uh, laws in place. They have a felony prohibitor. They have a prohibit prohibition for domestic violent domestic abusers. Prohibition for convicted domestic abusers. Stalker prohibitions. They have qualified immunity limitations. Violence intervention funding. Mental health record reporting. They have all this in place. I say that to you. So when Luhan Grisham screeches about gun violence is out of control. Violence is out of control. Well, guess what, sweetheart? 
Let me break it down for you. You live in a Democratic state. New, uh, Albuquerque is run by a Democratic governor. Your Democratic sheriffs are running these laws. There is not a Republican thing to do with this. You have everything in place that you could want or need or desire. And yet gun violence is out of control. Uh, we're not fine, she said. Any violence in our communities is not acceptable. Well, that's impossible, but thanks. We're, all, we're seeing the same terrible trend lines, but I have to say we're the only state in America that is attacking in this way, which is, I would say, unconstitutionally, <laughs> completely and totally unconstitutionally, but thanks. And I stand by it and we're going to keep doing the work to make it better and better. And she's been allowed to push this, this absolute nonsense public quote unquote health order. And she gets to say, oh, it's working. We have uh, we have drug related arrests, violence and gun crime arrests, property. None of the stuff has to do with guns. See, they say violence or gun crime, meaning there's not much gun crime, but they shove the violence in there. So they're like, oh, look, it's there. Now, this is the big thing. Lujan Grisham said in the upcoming legislative session, a 30-day session typically focused on finance and any topic the governor specifies will be heavily focused on, quote-unquote, public safety, code word for gun, gun restriction. Part of that package, he said, will be an assault weapons ban, because there's, there's no such thing as one, um, modeled on the legislation co-sponsored by Martin Heinrich of New Mexico. Uh, it's called the Gas-Operated Semi-Automatic Firearm Exclusions Act, or for those of you who love your acronyms, it's the Go Safe Act, which would regulate, unconstitutionally, firearms based on the lethality of their internal mechanisms. <sighs> Lawyers. Um, let's try that vehicle in our own assault weapons ban in New Mexico. Once again, 16th in the Union... 16th in the union for gun law strength, but it's never enough. I call it the sandwiching effect. They sandwich one law on top of another, on top of another. Go to shop.mcchurch.com and get yourself your ticket for your have yourself a merry manly Christmas. Uh, definitely go do that. Shop.mcchurch.com. Shop.mcchurch.com. Get your tickets today before the contest ends. It ends soon. Uh, the governor also said she would be reviewing a proposal from Torres, who released a governor uh, letter saying that public safety is a thing that needs to happen, blah, blah, blah. The fact of the matter is, because this woman was allowed to stay in office after an unconstitutional order, blatantly violating her oath of office, and I'm not calling for violence, I'm calling for demo you know the, the levers of power to be used. One of those should be the state police. Ma'am, you violated the oath of office that you swore to uphold by violating Article 2, Section 6 of the New Mexico Constitution. You should be arrested. Uh, so you had wine moms demand action screeching, saying, we need the governor and members of the legislature to make crime reduction a top priority. Well, then maybe let cops and you know arrest people. I'm not an I'm not an all blue lives matter guy. I'm also not an A cab. All cops are bad guy. I think female cops are terrible, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't allow police to enforce laws, laws get out of control. Well, I know it's crazy. 
Police officers and treatment providers in our state describe the need to take comprehensive, unsiloed approach to public... Oh, my goodness. How many more... Just vomiting out words. Unsiloed approach to public... Shut up. How about we enforce laws? Can we just speak like normal people? Can you all people just act like normal people for five seconds? I know they can't, but still. But it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the, and the trial balloon that is New Mexico is, is going swimmingly. We got our behind handed to us in New Mexico. I don't care what FPC and GOA and all these other people say, we got that law, was blocked by a judge. It's still there. And she's still in office. Santos, I don't even know what that guy George Santos did in New York. But they kicked him out for literally like sneezing the wrong way. And this lady is openly violating the New Mexico Constitution and she gets to keep her job. Not only does she get to keep her job, she gets to dictate what the, the legislature is going to do in the fall or in the upcoming session. Democracy, right? Am I right? Ridiculous. All right. So that's a little bit of 2A news for you. Uh, lastly, this is, I'm going to give my, my buddy a shout out. The reason we're talking about this is the pistol brace ban. Oh, the pistol brace ban. Things have been happening since I've been gone. Good thing I'm here to talk to you people about it. So the ATF, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Fi- uh, Firearms, Explosives, and Dog Killers put out this terrible, uh, rule, which they're not allowed to make rules anyway, especially after West Virginia versus EPA last year saying, you cannot have a pistol brace because it turns it into a semi-automatic weapon. And everybody said, prove it. And Steve Dummenbach, the ATF director, literally was dancing around like he was Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future Part 3 when they were shooting at his feet. Guy didn't know what he was doing. Guy didn't know what he was doing. Oh, you take off the pistol brace. <laughs> and you have these experts at the ATF trying to tell you, oh, you can shoulder it. it makes it- you ever shouldered a pistol brace, it hurts because it's not designed to do that. I mean, you can do it like that, but still. So they've been fighting it out in the courts. um, And especially, we have two things happening. We have the Michael Cargill. Michael Cargill is a firearm store owner in Austin. I've met him a couple times. Uh, Really great guy. Really great guy. An absolute lion when it comes to um, fighting for your God-given right to keep and bear arms. His case is going to be heard in the spring, which is the bump stock case under Trump. And if that thing, and that does with something called the Chevron deference, which the Chevron deference was a terrible Supreme Court decision where they said, oh yeah, the, the executive agencies can kind of just do whatever they want. Yeah, whatever's in their authority is whatever in there. And they've been operating like that for decades. It's actually dead in Bach, but I call him dumb in Bach, so... But um, that looks like it's going to get struck down. And then you have this pistol brace bit, which has been absolutely torn to shreds by any judge he gets put in front of outside of your psychotic left wing ones. So on November 8th, this is from the reload.com, Stevens Gunkowski, the ATF can't arrest anybody for owning a pistol brace equipped gum. That is the ruling that was handed down by the United States District Court Judge Matthew Kazimark back in November. 
He granted a motion of stay of enforcement of the agencies banning the possession and effectively all brace guns that weren't registered. By the way, if you registered your pistol brace, you're a moron. Sorry. You are. You're dumb. Oh, but I could have gotten a free tax stamp if I registered my gun. No. 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 That's not how this works. Don't do that. You probably jump into the van that says free candy too. So this is a great line by the judge. Now, I'm not a judge homer, but to see the ATF get wrecked, I'll, I'll make an exception. So the court has certainly is certainly sympathetic to ATF's concerns over public safety in the wake of tragic mass shootings. The rule embodies salutary policy goals meant to protect vulnerable people in our society. But public safety concerns must be addressed in ways that are lawful. The rule is not. Boom. Right there. The rule is not lawful. Which, as Palmetto State Armory said, as soon as this ruling came out, braces are back on the menu, boys, to quote Lord of the Rings. So I would actually encourage, and, and I've actually been on this program before saying, don't buy a truck gun. Truck guns are stupid. Don't buy a truck gun. Folks, I think you actually may need a truck gun. I am allowed to evaluate and to, uh, what is it, evolve like a liberal. I can evolve my opinions. My opinion has evolved. I think you need a truck gun. I really do nowadays. Whatever that is. And my truck gun, when I can afford it, will be the Ruger PC Charger in 9mm. Because it swaps out magazines with my Ruger Security 9. So that's that's what I'm going to be grabbing. And I'm going to slap a pistol brace on that sucker and get to work on it. Uh, S. Resnick asks, what would public safety concerns be? What's the legal definition? Ooh, that is a great question. You know why they love saying that? Because that's what we like to call a generic term or a neutral term. Oh, it's a public safety concern. What is that? It could be anything. Could be from a balloon to a gun to a car to the way you sneeze. It is a perfect phrase. These neutral phrases. They are neither good nor bad. But they can be used however the person using it wants it to be. So that is our big problem there. Oh, it's all woke gobbledygook. But is neutral in the eyes of the court. And so we're seeing the pistol brace ban be struck down. We're seeing the bump stock. The bump stock ban are absolutely, it's going to get torn to shreds, even on the court that exists now. And I am not a fan of the current court makeup simply because I don't trust John Roberts. I don't trust Neil Gorsuch. I don't trust Amy Coney Barrett. And I don't trust Brett Kavanaugh. I don't trust four out of the six of our supposed conservative justices. The only one that you could count on is Gorsuch to maybe make a conservative ruling every once in a, in a gray while. But with the Rahimi case that just came up a couple in, in early November, they used the word dangerous. You want to talk about neutral words or definition of words? They were talking about dangerous individuals and whose ears perked up when they said that one Amy Coney, Judge Comey, Coney Barrett. She's all about, you know, dangerous individuals and how to mark dangerous individuals and what do we do here and what do we do there? How do we do it? So I don't trust the court. 
But I do think every court has set enough of, they keep appealing this thing. They keep appealing it, hoping that some judge somewhere will allow them to start arresting people again, even though they won't be able to. But we'll see. So that's that's a bonus. And the reason why I'm talking about the pistol brace is I'm I'm really recommending now. I said no before, but I, I am allowing myself a bit of a, uh, a mulligan when it comes to this. And that is you should definitely consider a truck gun. If you have the ability to do so, I don't care if it's a pistol, uh, a, you know, a handgun or an AR or a pistol caliber carbine or a full fledged AR or a Maverick shotgun. I think the way the roads are now and the amount of people um, that are clearly losing their minds, especially if you live near a lawless area. And I throw myself in there, folks. Austin is a lawless area. We had a shooting. We had a mass shooting that went from San Antonio to Austin. And DPS didn't tell a soul. Six people were killed in one day. And DPS was like, well, he was killing homeless people, so whatever. So the idea is that if you live near, and when I say near, I'm giving you a 50-mile, 100-mile radius of a dangerous area, a city, and I live near one in Austin, you should consider a truck gun. If you do any major amount of traveling in your state, I would recommend a truck gun or a car gun. We're getting to the point where you see in places like Chile and other places where they stop the car. By the way, here's my tip of the week. If you're ever driving on an on-ramp, and the car in front of you stops short and the doors open up, gun it. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying hit the accelerator and drive through that car. I'm telling you, if you're on an on-ramp and the car in front of you stops and you see people starting to get out of it, do not hesitate, do not wait, put your foot on the gas and run them over. They mean you harm. And I hate to say that, but we have imported the third world into these United States. You're going to get third world type crimes like in Chile and other places where these things happen. If you want to know where we're headed, and I've talked to a a very smart gentleman, Joe Dolio. I interviewed him on my um, The Armed Catholic uh, channel. Look at South Africa. We are heading towards South Africa, and I don't want to end it on a negative note. I'm only alerting you so you can be prepared. All right, folks, that's it for the Barrett Brief, the weekend edition here on the Crusade Channel Talk Radio, the way it should be. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. If you want to listen to this and all my other ones, remember, they're available at crusadechannel.com and crusademax.com. If you're not a member, go to crusadechannel.com forward slash Mary, and I'll get you a full year for free here on the Crusade Channel. Talk radio the way it should be. Home of the Have Yourself a Merry and Manly Christmas Contest. Go to shop.mikechurch.com, shop.mikechurch.com. Get your ticket today and get all your shopping done at mikechurch.com. All right, folks, I'll see you next weekend. God bless. And viva Cristo Rey!